Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This year, an anti-Tesla full self-driving ad aired in several markets during the Super Bowl. The Don Project spent $598,000 on a 30-second ad spot, but we aren't certain what the motivation was. In Google's official introduction of BARD, its chat GPT-like large language model AI, the search giant published false information in an ad, causing Google's stock to drop nearly 10%. Turns out that reinstating previously banned Twitter accounts that violated Twitter's guidelines could be quite lucrative for the company. And AI-generated porn is bad for women. And also, water is wet. Got all this and more for you in Episode 70 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta, this is Dance Games, a.k.a. a.k.a. Happy Valentine's Eve, everybody. Did you say times? I got on my red, celebrating Valentine's Eve. And for all those who celebrate anyway, there's some curmudgeons out there that come out of the woodworks every single year. Happy Valentine's Day. Shout out to Three Stacks. They, they come out of the, the woodworks talking about Valentine's Day is every day. And I'm not going to spend one day when I do that. It's just Tuesday. Shut shut up. Shut your face. Hey, well, yeah. Right. It's like, okay. Yeah, scrolling. You'll be like, Daisy, okay. Like, but you ain't got to say nothing. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say something. I'm not going to even say it. It's like, yes, th- th- those folks are tiring. Every year, and then then what what makes it what the sidebar? But when um what's what's worse for me is when um Mother's Day, no Father's Day rolls around, and then people's like, well, my mom she had to be the mother and the father. I'm like, shut up, give her extra special times to love on Mother's Day. And let the fathers cook on Father's Day. <laughs> so that's just my little gripe about holidays. It's like if you don't celebrate, if you don't partake, shut your face and let other people do their thing. Yeah, just let let homework get their money. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what it really is. So, y'all, before we get into today, we got I got to ask a question. Uh, did either of y'all watch Super Bowl? I watched, I watched through halftime after ha- I didn't turn it back on after halftime was done. We could talk about the game. We could talk about the, uh, you know, about Rihanna in the in in the after party. But did you pay attention to any of the commercials? In fact, did any commercials stand out to you? Was, was there anything that you noticed about any of the Super Bowl commercials? Because to me, Super Bowl commercials used to be a thing. 
But it seems like lately they just really aren't anymore. I wasn't paying a lot of, I mean, there were, and I know this is going to lead into our first story, but, um, which I didn't see because I don't think I was in the area to see it. Um, I, you know, I like the one with, uh, Alicia Silverstone, the clueless one, <laughs> but I love I I that before though. It was that, is that a, I, I thought I saw her, um, I hadn't pre-Super Bowl. It, it, it definitely is a possibility, um, but I had seen it, so I was like, that one was cute. I thought the ones with Serena Williams were a little weird. Um, trying to trying to act. And it, and it was just like, for, for what they were, the products they were for, I was like, really like jameson like it was they were like liquor ads that right yeah trying to be all that was funny for and i was just yeah. like Karina. i actually remember commenting on that it was like yeah empowerment and and do your job and do excellence yeah it was like all about liquor. team and then it was jameson <laughs> then, or, or jameson liquor, yeah. liquor and i was some scotch or something i was just like serena like what kind of bag of money must they have thrown at you for you to think that this was okay because it was not okay my thought is that it, it must be the the internet. Like the internet literally changes everything. Is has it changed what we're seeing in Super Bowl ads now? Because it seems like a lot of that money is going to stories that are told on YouTube more so than what you get in that thirty second, sixty second spot on television. Because when I really think about it, I can't remember a lot of the commercials. But I did want to talk about, as we jump into our tech stories, I did want to talk about this one story. Terrence, you stuck this in here. And it was basically, if you live in, what, what are the states here? Washington State, Washington, D.C., Austin, Tallahassee, Albany, Atlanta, or Sacramento, you may have been able to watch the anti-Tesla commercial during the Super Bowl, which slams the company's full self-driving technology. So... I didn't see it. I don't live in one of those states, but I did go out and check the video and it's like, whoa, it's like, it's just, it's not what you normally would see in a Super Bowl ad where you literally have test dummies that are children or, you know, baby strollers and stuff like that that are getting run over by Teslas. Uh, Well, I thought it was interesting. So I was in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta where the, one of the areas that ran the commercial and I actually saw the commercial on a Super Bowl and it was pretty the commercial was pretty it did its job you know basically like you said like Rob said you can actually go out on YouTube and see the commercial which you know going back to your conversation about commercials and Super Bowl ads they can get twice as much juice with half the money that it would take to put a commercial on you on the Super Bowl just put it on YouTube people are going to watch it share it more so than they would on a Super Bowl commercial but you know, that's besides the point. But anyway, it's pretty alarming. Uh, the commercial, it does its job. You know, it invokes a sense of what's going on in Tesla with the commercial is concerned. They push like the little babies and they push the, the carts, not the carts, but the strollers in front of the car and the car just runs them over. So the commercial does a good job of what it's supposed to do. Um, uh, my question would be, is there alternative motive for this guy? You know, this was his name, August uh, O'Dowd. Dan O'Dowd. So he actually yeah. is a tech CEO based out of California. He actually mm-hmm. launched a Senate run and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the autopilot on Tesla's was his one issue that he was running on. He didn't win that race, but he has dedicated millions of his own money to the cause of just letting everybody know how bad the, or in his, or in his mind, how bad 
the autonomous driving that Tesla has. And, which, and this is not the autopilot. This is the full the self-driving full, right. feature that, according to Tesla, is currently in beta. So that's what he has put this whole mission out for. And I'm, I'm curious to know is like he's dumping a lot of money into this and devoting a lot of time. I don't know if there's a personal connection. I don't know if he's just, you know what, Tesla's just going to be my target and I'm just going to that's going to be the hill I die on. You know, what is the issue specifically why he's putting so much so much time and effort? Hence a I'm, I'm pretty sure millions of dollars worth of an ad in on the Super Bowl to get people's a lot of people's eyeballs on it. That'd be my my main question. Like, again, I don't know anybody. Well, I know people who own Teslas. I've never written in a Tesla, so I can't personally, you know, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a cousin who got the kid ran over in a Tesla. Right. You know, I don't know any of the stories outside of the few that show up on the Internet, you know, or catching on fire, things of that nature. So I'd be interested to know, you know, if this, is this a real deal? Is this guy have an ulterior motive? Is Tesla hiding something? I'm just curious. It's funny you say the commercial did what it was supposed to do because I didn't get that. Like it, it was almost humorous to me. Like it was so ridiculously catastrophic and and right. And you know, like I mean. it was it, it, it like satire almost. Like right. it just it was so over the top, like let me smash into these you know, crash dummies and strollers, baby strollers. Yeah. It, it, I was like, Sir, like, are we, am I supposed to be like legit? Of, you know, oh my God, Tesla, like, you know, and, and I'm aware that Tesla has had issues around self-driving and all the rest of that. But, but for somebody who doesn't really know what may or may not be legitimate risks of, of, of self-driving mode, this seemed oddly um specific gr- and well, it was gratuitously yeah. sensationalist is okay, is what i'll yeah. say it was it was very gratuitously um sensationalist so it was very hard for me to take it seriously cuz i was just like you didn't they didn't do anything to try to um convince you that the methodology they were using for showing you these things was sound they just ran over a bunch of baby strollers with a car yeah. and it was just like so, like, how am I supposed to really believe that this is a legitimate risk of this car uh, uh, happening with this car when you literally just ran over baby strollers with a car? Like, they didn't. They, there was no context and backstory or or anything to kind of lead me to believe that this was the actual legitimate risk because you were just running over baby strollers with so- cars. So you said something when you first started, you said that I didn't know if this was real or if it was satire and that I thought if, so here's the thing, you know, I put a link in our show notes to the video, watch the video without sound. And you could think it was a Saturday night live skit because Seriously. there's just no context. It's just like, it was that like, ridiculous. let's see how we can, like, let's see how we could get the car. It's like, okay, here like, we go. Do we go hide in the bushes with a, you know, with a kid in a crosswalk. And as the car is getting ready to go through it, yank them into the crosswalk. And, and that's then, it. And like, everything seemed hella fake. It, it, like it, it, it was it just, it, it just seemed fake and silly. And it was like, am I really supposed to be scared of my Tesla now? Because of the, I mean, there are plenty of reasons to not trust Tesla and their self-driving technology. This commercial did not convince me of any of them. So, well, again, you know how folks are, Stephanie. If they see it on TV, it oh, must yeah, be real. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I'm pre- and there are a lot of people who watch the Super Bowl 
who probably has something to say about Rihanna on stage gyrating and touching her and, you know, all seductive, you know, when it's just does a Super Bowl commercial. Right. The point is, I think he purposely added that sensationalism in there to accurately or completely falsely, you know, uh, uh, stir up some attention. And my, my curious is for him to go again. My question is for him to go that extreme. What is the 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 motive? Is it is it just he thinks Tesla's are the worst thing on earth to him put out this sensational commercial? Or is is he got some sort of beef? I read this story to where one of his he runs this big company, uh Green Hill Software, and one of his clients uh, makes computer chips that helps with a uh yeah, let me let me read, let me make sure I let me read, let me quote it. Uh, some of Musk's defenders, people who, you know, uh, say this is whack, uh, claim O'Dowd has a conflict of interest as one of its customers is Intel-owned Mobileye, which, make, which makes a computer chip to run driver-assisted software, which could be a competitor to Tesla's auto-driving well, there you uh, go. Uh, autopilot, whatever. So, you know, I, again, that's my thing. It was so dramatic. My thought was, I'm like, what does this dude got against Tesla for real, for real? Or, or Elon <laughs> Musk or whatever. Now, that being said, Elon is still being Elon. He is not helping himself in here because he, he has actually come out and said on Twitter that he thinks that anybody who has had the, the, the beta software or, you know, who's had the autonomous driving, and they've they've done it for I believe he said ten thousand ten thousand I can't remember if it was ten thousand miles or ten thousand hours. They should just automatically be grandfathered in and it'd be legal for them to use it. So it's like that's not the smartest thing to say when you're trying to get this stuff passed and you know that there are still issues. There's a reason that it is in beta because it's not ready yet. The question I think most people have is that you've been promising this stuff for years now. Why isn't it ready? I think that's that's as big a question as the question around why this Dan O'Dowd is is going so hard against them. But like I said, Stephanie, I, you know, I, I really, you know, I think you nailed it when you said satire. Because if you if you look at this video and you don't listen to the words, it's actually kind of funny looking. It looks ridiculous, and it's comical. It looks comical, the, 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 and it was just like, come on, like, am I? I'm I'm really supposed to be like, oh, yeah, but but the bad part is somebody will watch that and be completely yeah. shook. And, you know, now I can't buy a Tesla and then let me jump on this bandwagon with this man to, you know, get this 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 feature band. And, it, and it's just like the, the, the lack of critical thinking, you know, skills in this country just yeah. never seems to disappoint. Me. And, and then what people's going to do, they're going to do the opposite. Like this story actually points out. <laughs> I'm like, come on, y'all. You see y'all tripping. Some Tesla fans posted their own videos in defense using their own dummies or even their or own children. children. Why are they putting their babies in front of a Stand giant machine with motors that goes fast to Again, make a point? The, the Stand same in front of reason, the baby. The same reason why somebody would get blown out of proportion and think the world is coming in when they see that commercial where somebody's stroller's getting ran over thinking well is the same people who would be like, oh that ain't true. Let me throw my own baby in there and show you how wrong that is. People are crazy and all it takes is a something to catch you and whether you hate it or love it, 
you know, the sensationalism works. And that, and that, and that again, that goes back to my question. It's like, what, what's really going on? Here? Yeah. You, YouTube actively pulls those videos down. They, they are, anytime you post a video of, you know, doing your, you know, <laughs> your home, I was going to say, what is it? The homeboy network, homeboy shopping network type video of where you are literally going to put your own children in front of your car and have it race towards them and stop or avoid them. That's that's pretty dangerous. You know, I was like, I I question the parenting skills of anyone who is doing that. But it's like, yeah, of course, there are going to be people people who are completely on the other side of it. I don't have a side. I just wanted to come out. In fact, I was on a show last week and I talked about there's someone who lives in my neighborhood who has a Rivian. And I see this Rivian probably once to twice a week. And it just so happened that the other day I was pulled up alongside of him on it wasn't the freeway, but it was a four lane road where, you know, you can go like I think the speed limit was 50, maybe 55. And dude's just chilling, you know, got, got a phone. In one, I'm not going to call him personally because I don't even know who it is, but it's like got his phone in one hand and is just sitting back. No hands on the steering wheel. So I, that, that's not autonomous driving. I believe that is like the super cruise or just the autopilot. I'm not sure what they call it in Rivian. But I'm like, that's that's actually pretty dope. Uh, you know, I, I I would I I would like that. That would when that's available, that would make me want to get a EV more or just a car that can do that more. Uh, you know, once they get that stuff tested and effective and safe on the road. So I don't know what Mr. O'Dowd's uh, angle is on this. I'm not going. I don't. I'm not in his mind, so I'm not going to say. Well, because you have you know you know relationships with the company who potentially might put out another way to do this. I'm not going to just say that that's what the reason is. But it's 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 weird because I think a lot of people would say I would like to have a car that could drive itself. That to me that changes commuting and changes driving forever once that's safe. Yeah. Yeah. I think he wasted his money, honestly, (laughs) but it sounds like he has a lot of it. So I don't think that was his primary consideration. So Tech Life staff last Monday, I think you threw this here right at the last minute. We talked about BARD, Google's response to uh, what OpenAI is doing with ChatGPT. And we went early because that news came out Monday. But for the very reasons that we said Google probably didn't come out with something like this earlier, actually happened. They released an ad for Bard and the ad actually had a falsehood in it. It It's like you, you think that they would have checked it, double checked and, and triple checked this. Well, that's but like that's, that was the thing. It was just like, how, 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 Sway? It's like, so it's like, like, <laughs> it's like, you know, me and Steph was telling you that this is what you can't do. Last Monday, it did Wednesday, you come out and you put this ad out and it's like, do you not think that people who are watching your ad are going to go verify to see whether or not the things that your, your chat, your bot is actually putting out is true. And it's like, oh no, these things are not true. And they tanked their stock. Their stock went down 10% last week because of this. And now you have Google employees out there blaming, you know, Sundar Pichai, that's the CEO of Google saying, that, you know, you rushed this. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense, because if you guys remember, we talked about this back in December when we first, you know, I think it was like our first episode back on. And we were talking about chat GPT and we were saying that Google, their response is code red. They're going code red. And some of the things that Google said they were going to do was we want to make sure that when we do put something out, 
that it's accurate, that we're not going to have any inaccuracies because we can't afford to. This is what they actually said. And then when they finally push this thing out, the first thing they do has inaccuracies in it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, now, granted, the inaccuracy is, I don't want to minimize the inaccuracy, but it wasn't like it got something, you know, like George Washington was not the first president of the United States or something like that. The question, somebody asked it a question, what new discoveries from the James Webb telescope can I tell my nine-year-old about? It said Bard quickly rattled off two correct answers, but its final response was inaccurate. Bard wrote that the telescope took the very first pictures of a planet outside our solar system when, in fact, the first pictures of these exoplanets were taken by the European Southern Observatory's very very large telescope, according to NASA records, which is something that sounds like number. First of all, it's a kind of a minor error, but it also I could see how based on the other information it might have been scrubbing from the web, it could have gotten that wrong. So, you know, again, it, it wasn't like it was something that everybody should know that this computer, this AI did not know, but it's, but it was still wrong. You know, it it was still wrong. Wrong is wrong. So, um, yeah, I, I would have thought that, you know, I don't, I don't know how this ad got put out. I'm like, was it a real, was the ad real time? Like how did somebody not check the, to, to make sure that these responses were correct before this ad was allowed to run. I, I don't understand how that happened. I, I, I don't know. And Somebody I needs to be fired for that. We, we, we are that's, all... That's, we, that, that's that stuff you get fired for. We are looking for reasons. We're looking for explanations to excuse and excuses to explain. And there are none. You cannot be Google no. and have your chat thing. This is what my mama calls it. This, that chat thing in Madougal. You cannot have that be wrong in its debut to earth. It's like you chose the questions or that you wanted to answer. You didn't think to ask, let's, let's go, let's, let's go fact check these things for real, for real before she put this out there. So um, it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Somebody definitely needs to lose their job because of this, but, but yeah, I mean, they kind of got it coming, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I can't say I feel bad for them because their stock price took a dip and it'll be back up sooner rather than up. later. Um, that's what I was going to say. It'll be but back they, up. Yeah. But they, you know, they, they need to get this right. If, if they're going to try to keep up, they got to get it right. So my, my thought was, as we said last week, I didn't think that Google announced anything or came out with, you know, you know, we, we did talk about, you know, what was it? Lambda back when their own engineer thought that it was sentient, but we're thinking, well, why didn't you release that? And, and the whole thought was because we don't want to be wrong. It's, it's not quite ready yet. And they just didn't anticipate, you know, what open AI was going to hit earth with on November 30th. But that being said, you can't know that these are the reasons you can't come out with something as quickly as maybe what they did and still do it and it be rushed and this is what you get because now everybody is looking at Google with a side eye it's like if the first time you I said mean, something is wrong you know what i mean yeah. they they it, it it was a major uh miss a major miss so yeah it's 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 going to be interesting you know some folks are saying that this uh this you know whole you know ai thing is going to die down maybe but I, I I don't know. I think that, that there's 
there's there's too many zeros in the numbers that are being thrown after this. So it may die down, but it ain't going away. They're just going to keep working on it and working on it until it gets better Absolutely and better. Absolutely not. And when a, I say they, that's a all of looking, yeah. It's a solution looking for a problem right now, but they'll find one. Mm-hmm. They'll they, definitely find one. They will definitely find one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, yeah, we're going to get into this next story. Terrence, I think this is one that you stuck in here. But uh, I don't think any of us are surprised by this. But hate <laughs> speech just might be lucrative on Twitter. So according to new research by the Center for Countering Digital Hate, ad revenue from 10 previously banned but now reinstated accounts could be worth as much as $19 million per per year. So think about that. 10 people that they had banned for whatever reason, you know, you know, Musk takes the company over, decides that I'm free speech warrior. We're going to bring, you know, bring these folks back on. And just 10 of the accounts that are reinstated could be worth 19 million dollars per year. So first thing I will say is that I clearly am using Twitter way wrong. <laughs> that that's the first thing I thought, you know, that I'm thinking. But I did want to, you know, Terrence, I know you stuck to sit here, so I really wanted to get your thoughts on is it because of the money that these accounts are coming back? Or is it just because this is what the algorithm boosts? Uh, and we can make money off of these accounts. You know, is it a chicken and an egg type of thing, or is it just people just being nefarious and it's like, this is how we make money. This is how we make money. Well, that's how, that's how people make money. It's spicy, sexy, provocative, outlandish, crazy content gets the most views, gets the most clicks, gets the most engagement. And people have been able to create lucrative I don't know, businesses. I don't know what you call it, lifestyles. I don't know what you would call it, but they make money off of this content. Now, I mean, that's just a rule of law in social media, in content in general, right? We just talked about the previous, the first one about the Super Bowl ad. The reason why we're talking about that, because it was so outlandish and so crazy that people <laughs> were talking about it, you know? So I think if you, you would, if you think that, you know, content that is, I mean, you know, just look at reality TV, right? Every time you see that, somebody's arguing, bickering, and those are the things that get the most attention, right? So if you think that, you know, you, much love to you, you know, we detect John, we're trying to put forth good content and, right. and, and trying to put, but every once in a while in the back of my mind, it's like, how do we make this more spicy 
so people can join, so people can watch, so we can make some uh, some real ducats off of this, right? Um, you know, of course, that's not our angle, but there are people out there. It's like whatever it takes to make some money, and that leads me into my other question. My my bigger issue is I think there's a problem at Twitter, and it's not a Elon Musk problem. It is a money problem. I think the only reason why it's come to a head now is because Elon Musk is the primary owner of Twitter and he's kind of dug through this thing and said, I need to make this profitable because I made a bad decision well, that's, and that's, bought yeah, this absolutely. thing. <laughs> Twitter has, I don't think Twitter's ever been profitable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if you, you know, I don't do Twitter's books, but just from earnings reports and different things from over the years, I don't think Twitter's ever been profitable. Um, And, and yeah, he's like, I got to, I need to make some money. I can't, I'm not going to be able to sell this John. Um, I'm So we got to figure money out when I do, we got to <laughs> figure out how to make some money. And, and uh-huh. the idea that, um, you know, he would go to the lowest common denominator is not surprising. I don't think to anybody either. So, um, and, and the fact that, you know, he still is dealing with the fact that with the fact that a bunch of major advertisers sort of fled the platform and, and probably won't come back anytime soon or won't come back in the same capacity, um, that they were, you know, before like Apple and Microsoft and, you know, et cetera. He got he got to do what he got to do and 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 you know now it's time to go get out on that pole like Chris Rock said. Right, now you got to yeah. go get on that pole and, and right now Elon is on that pole and and doing what he got to do to keep them lights on. So I mean it is what it is. Well, this might be one of the reasons because the data shows that on an average day tweets from these ten accounts received a combined fifty four million impressions from ten accounts. I mean that's. They're, they're, they're really popular at putting out horrible, horrible content. Projecting okay, this average okay. across 365 days, the accounts can be expected to reach nearly 20 billion impressions over the course of a year. So if you can, if you can show up in somebody's Twitter feed 20 billion times in a year to the tune of 20, you know, almost $20 million, $19 million. To me, that's the answer. I know some other folks, you know, because like, you know, some people are saying it's like, well, is it really Twitter or is it what people who are on Twitter want to see? Because clearly it's the people who want to see it. They keep going to that content. It's Uh, Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. So I think we've all kind of, you know, we were all of the understanding now, especially, you know, and I I don't know if y'all talked about the whole idea of heating. Oh, yeah. The heat button. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was a week, two weeks ago. now, now Now that the cats, you know out of the bag for real for real like we we know what it is like it's twitter and look they need their paycheck so i mean they got to do what they got to do i guess yeah 20 billion impressions that's 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 a lot of views over the course of the year seeing how there's only like 8 billion people on the planet you know let me you know carry you know carry, carry the one that's that's a lot of that's a lot of freaking views but you, uh, but you also have to look at how they're calculating that as well. Now, you know, an impression, like, I, I don't even think you need a, a second worth of, of viewing time to consider something in, an impression. I think that's right. just if it shows up in your feed at all, it's, it's been impressed upon you. Right. So, you know, with that being said, and the idea that they would be actively, promoting these things in the algorithm and, and bubbling them up to everybody on the platform all the multiple times a day. I don't know that that number is that hard to reach when you, when you 
take extraordinary measures to manipulate it to, to be that number. So here's a question I want to ask y'all about this. What is the responsibility of companies who are advertising with Twitter? Do, do they need to, you know, check and make sure that they are not out there doing or, or the, their content? It does not have, or, or I should say their ads are not showing up next to this content that you could say. In some cases, it's not even a question about whether or not it's racist or xenophobic or misogynistic. The folks who are putting the content out tell you that they are. So you don't have to guess. They're telling you that, yes, this is the kind of content that I release. So is it, you know, is it, you know, isn't incumbent upon the, you know, the, the companies who are advertising, the advertisers to go into Twitter and make sure that they're configuring whatever, whatever they do to run ads on Twitter. They're making sure that we don't want to appear next to this type of content or that type of content. Or are they just, you know, is it trying to filter out or not? Are there just too many types of content that they may not want to be next to that they just say, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll stick with Facebook. I'll stick with Instagram. I'll stick with, you know, places that are problematic, but just not necessarily as problematic is what Twitter seems to be right now. Well, what is they reason for putting an ad on Twitter? It's to make money. That is true. So uh, how can you, you know, it not hypocritical, hypocritical is not the right word, but you know, how you going to put an ad on Twitter and be like, yo, now I'm trying to make money, but don't put me next to these right. people that's trying to make money. You don't want to rock and hide your hand, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now I get it. You know, there's just some things where you just got to draw a line. But, you know, it's like, I mean, if if Twitter is user generated content, you know, and you are a user trying to generate content, I mean, trying to promote your content, whether you be a regular person, whether you be a celebrity or whether you be a brand or a company, we're all, you know, people who are trying to make a living out of this thing, you know, are doing the same thing. So it's like you got more money, you got more influence, but at the same time, you know, your content, you trying to do the same thing everybody else is doing. So it's almost like you either play the game or you don't. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think a company would be able to, I don't even think they'd be able to dictate or, or try to, you know, regulate or, or monitor, you know, how their how their content showed up on, on the feed versus anybody else's. So, you, you know, to Darren's point, you either doing it or you ain't and, and, and you just get what you get. Yeah, because the, the other side of that is, and, and I, I want to say that Facebook had some of these issues years ago, and they've, I think they've changed how they actually allow you to determine where your ads are going to run. But you could do things like, oh, I don't want, you know, I want to pick an audience of just, you know, of just white folks. I don't want black folks seeing these ads. I don't want, or the other way, I, I just want these ads to be seen by black folks. I don't want white folks seeing them. You can't really control that on something like Facebook. So, I just kind of wonder is like, you know, are you kind of trapped if you're advertising on Twitter? You just have to know that your content may come up against one of the Tate brothers or one of these, you know, other folks. I can't even tell you who the names are because it's just not content that I'm ever interested in. I'm going to go out and look at. But right. is, is that just is it kind of luck of the draw? You just today, you know, you just happen to, you know, to get got next to that. And I do wonder. Will that make, you know, I mean, advertisers have already adversely reacted to a lot of the changes that Twitter has made, but they have not all gone. There are still many there that are still funding the company. So it's just going to be interesting to see how they can do this. (laughs) Apple's talked about they was leaving. They ain't gone nowhere. (laughs) And, you know, on on the the other side of this from a creator, like, you know, there there was there were some folks who were saying that if you, you know, and this is like when before even Elon even pulled the trigger and actually became the owner of Twitter. 
But, you know, the fact that he was just thinking about it uh, while well, I'm canceling my account and that's fine. But it was almost like, but if you stay there, there's now something wrong with you because you decided to stay on Twitter on this platform that might actually be the way you get to an audience and do the things you do that, you know, promote your livelihood. So I've never been the one like, you know, if you if you decide it's right thing for you to get off the platform, cool, more power to you. But I don't I don't begrudge anyone who stayed on the platform. I'm still on Twitter. I've been using Twitter. I've my usage of Twitter has probably actually gone up since, you know, Musk has bought it. Not because of him, just because there's more people who I'm talking to who happen to be on Twitter. And that's how they hit me. So I don't begrudge anyone who's there. So I just do we give companies that that, that same uh you know, th- that same leeway that if, if it makes sense for your business to be out there, or do you say, you know what? I saw Apple ads next to someone who is a neo-Nazi. I, yeah, I'm never going to say next that. Apple. That would be a ridiculous yeah, expectation a to hold yeah. for. Yeah. I mean, I, I could absolutely see somebody feeling some kind of way about that, but, but that would be a ridiculous expectation to, to think that the company actually had control over where in the feed their ad gets placed and, and whether it gets placed next to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like I, I, that, that would just be, you know, an unreasonable thing for somebody to believe could even happen. Which means that absolutely there are people who are. Oh uh, yeah. Oh no doubt. No doubt. (laughs) Unreasonable, which means there's a significant portion of the internet that would be outraged by. Absolutely. So, So anyway, if you was wondering, why is Elon? Once again, I don't. I, I've never met Elon. Don't never. You know, don't, I don't have any plans to meet him. But so I can't ask him this question personally. But there is a question now. It's like, oh, is the reason you're bringing these back because it potentially could make you as much as 19 million dollars for for these ten accounts? You have to imagine there's a heck of a lot more of people more than those ten that he that he could bring back that's going to generate money as well. Is that a reason why he needs sure. to get paid? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, y'all, this last text story that we're going to go over here, it's just like, come on, Internet, is, is how I think about this. But let me read the headline. Of course, AI porn is bad news for women. So uh, make a long story short, until recently, making realistic AI porn took computer expertise. Now, thanks to, in part to easy AI tools, anyone with access to images of a victim's face can make realistic and explicit content with AI generated bodies. Incidents of harassment and extortion are likely to rise. Abuse experts say, and, you know, I'm just going to start reading it and, and just talk about it. But, yeah, you know, we, we now have the ability to go out and you could take a picture or several pictures, you know, basically get someone's likeness. And then make pornographic videos with their likeness to where you literally looking at the video can't tell that it is not them. It used to be back in the day. It, it, it would be like the head didn't didn't match the shoulders. But now you literally cannot tell that this is not the person. Mm-hmm. And as always with this kind of stuff, the biggest victim of it are, are women. That's just how society on earth is. But this is causing an issue. And, you know, I just wanted to get you guys take on it and then we can dig into, you know, what are some of the remedies and maybe do we have to propose some new laws? I'm I'm not sure where this where all this stuff is going to go. And in other news, water is wet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I appreciate the fact that you put this in here and want to, you know, bring more awareness and all that good shit. But, um, you know, I don't I don't know that anybody doesn't know that women 
always end up on the short end of these types of sticks. Uh, you know, I, at, at this point though, you know, there, there, I had a, there were a couple of things that sort of stuck out to me as, as my soapbox moments for this particular story. And, you know, the first one is that, um, you know, we just rush to do things and we don't think about whether we should do them. And, and the idea that we make so much of this technology open source anymore is a, is a huge part of why it, it gets so easily abused, you know, so quickly. I'm like, sometimes it's like, Patent your shit and keep it to yourself. And if somebody really, really wants to get out here and 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 be nefarious with the software, maybe make them pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, make it, or, or in terms of service. You know, you yeah, put, you, know, you put, put TOS put on how they can use it. Barriers, you know, to to entry in there and and stop making this shit AI. I mean, um, stop making open it source. open source so yeah. that anybody with a with a damn phone can can do whatever they want. Um, that was the first thing. Um, the second thing though was at this point i feel like it's willful neglect or like like what is the um uh the the when you what is the i'm i'm looking for a word in particular um when somebody gets arrested for for harming someone else but they they didn't mean to do it but they meant to do it what is the what is the it's i think it starts with an What's m it? Uh, I'm trying to ability, but that ain't it. I'm trying to think of it. There's, there's a, there's a word I'm looking for that like they meant to do it. Manslaughter. Yes. Like they, they meant to do it, but, but they didn't mean for it to get out of hand or or something like that. I, 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 it's a long way for me to probably not the best way to say to smack somebody upside the head. You didn't mean for them to fall down nine flights of stairs, break their back in the process of that. happening. And and I don't know if that's the right phrasing I'm I'm thinking of but I feel like it's now willful neglect um there's something so with neglect even, that I'm thinking of that 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 our laws are not yet caught up to this yet like well, the yeah, idea that to- there that that nobody has any recompense when something like this happens and 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 basically you know depending on the state you live in this shit is still technically legal um is just at this point, at least federally, there should be something. And the idea that we've just continued to stick our heads in the sand and ignore legislating this type of thing is just a willful, willful neglect. Like, like there's, it's neglect. There's some, it's the, the law thing I'm looking for is around neglect, I think. But, so, um, but yeah, there, there's no reason we should not have laws that, that address this kind of thing is so, what I'm trying so, to say. So here's what you, here's what we can do now. And, and this is kind of where I wanted the conversation to go to just kind of just, you know, opine about what we think, you know, could happen or how laws might need to be changed. But today, you can't infringe on someone's likeness. So you can't take a picture that, you know, has a copyright on it, use that picture and then take that picture and put it on top of someone else's body while they're getting busy and, and, and make a porn on it. That, that's actually illegal. And, and companies have been sued. People have been sued for that, you know, right and left. But now we're not necessarily talking about, you know, you took someone's likeness, things that are true. You can take a picture of anybody in public and do whatever you want to do with that picture. 
you know, people believe that they have a right to privacy, but you do not. You, you know, if, you, if you're out in public and I take a picture with, you know, of you, I can use that picture and make money from that picture because I want to, not because you said that I had the ability to. If you think about paparazzi, that is what they do all the time. Now, where it would become a problem is that if a paparizzo, I think that's what you call the individual paparazzi, if, if, if one of them actually took a picture and used it for their work and then someone else takes their picture, infringes on their, you know, on their copyright of that picture, then you could go after them. But now with AI, how does this flow for, you know, for artists? Like, like, here's what you can't do. You can't take a photograph of someone and then paint the photograph and then sell that for for money that you're infringing on the likeness from that photograph. But what if you're looking at every photograph, every video, all imagery of a particular person? And then you say, based off of that, I'm going to create my own derivative work of that. I'm going to draw what I think this person looks like doing this and make an animated cartoon. Or you do that with a computer and you make it look as real as actual people doing what they do. How do our laws actually apply to that? Is that is that protected under free speech? I don't think that there's any law that prevents me from, you know, getting a pen and a pad and drawing a picture of whoever I want to draw as long as I'm not copying something that's actually copyrighted. So what does what do these AIs now give you the ability to do? Is is that protected free speech or is it something else? And then the other thing, too, is that, you know, what are you, you know, some of these videos are being used to literally extort people to uh, I'm putting this out unless you pay me. I'm certain that that's illegal. But I could be certainly wrong. I'm not a lawyer. I never went to law school. I don't know. So I just I just wonder, do we have to come up potentially with new laws to address all these things that artificial intelligence can do that, you know, it, you know, if it was an artist doing it, it may have been protected under free speech. But now because it's a computer doing it, maybe it's not. I, I don't know what that answer is. I'm just asking the question. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know the answer either, because it's I mean, it's very. murky and muddy and like you said the cat's already out of the bag you know my issue with chat gpt is like stephanie said it's a solution looking for a problem and it's open open source and everybody's trying to be first and everybody's trying to jump out of jump out ahead same thing with crypto same thing with blockchain everybody's Mm -hmm. trying to get out there and make some money to be first because you know so the everything is open now you're trying to go back and say well wait a minute what about this scenario what about that scenario with the same thing with ai and what makes this story reason why i put this story in was because the 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 characters that they built the story around are actual real people. And it was just so sad or just so shameful rather that this specific streamer that they're talking about, her name is QT Cinderella. She is a Twitch streamer, gamer streamer. She does stuff on Twitch, right? Since she's popular, since she's a woman, they, somebody created deep fake slash AI pornographic, images or some actual pornography and what made it so sad or shameful is another fellow emphasis on fellow as in colleague but also a dude um a fellow streamer got caught looking at those images or looking at that whatever the case may be and then he had to then go and do the on this he as what streamers do as what vloggers do they did a video of him apologizing and he's next to his wife. His wife is in the picture. And he's oh. crying. And I was just, mm. it, it was just, <laughs> and, and it is, and it would have been one thing if it was just like, I was on stream and I, I was caught watching 
pornographic images or whatever. You could be like, yeah, that sucks. That's not what I wanted y'all to see, but I'm a grown man. Deal with it, right? You know, the fact that he, this this guy, what's his name? I want to make sure, since I put her on blast, I'm going to put him on blast too. Uh, his name is Brandon Ewing. Brandon Ewing is the popular streamer, who is a fellow streamer, knows who she is. You know, they come up in the ranks together, whatever the case may be. And it's like, you be your own people. The same people, right. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she right. thinking she's coming up in this community. She's got these uh, people that are, you know, this supportive, whatever, camaraderie, supportive, you know, Twitch no. streamers, they're all, <laughs> right. They're always Never. jumping on each other's streams and, and giving each other props. And, you know, I don't know exactly how Twitch works, but this it's a community over there. Oh, he's doing and raids. The yeah, was, he's done raids yeah, with her. Whatever that is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he then turned around and you know took part in something like this to somebody that he well you could consider them colleagues, it was just like man, ain't no hope, ain't no hope whatsoever at all, <laughs> at all. And it just you know, it, I, I, there's just really not a whole lot I can say about it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a woman in this world, so none of this is surprising. You know, you I think about. The woman, um, she went viral on TikTok recently for addressing these two guys that were literally talking about her right then on the Zoom. They were all on a Zoom call and they were like saying something, you know, disparaging, just like, oh, I would like to get a piece of that, whatever it was. And but they weren't on mute dummies. And she heard them and, and she literally recorded herself saying, hey, guys, you know what? The next time can we keep this blah blah whatever like this is this is just what it is you know and it's it sucks and I don't I definitely don't want to be pessimistic and defeatist about it but um how do you make people be better people like you you, you can't right. you know what I mean you you really can't people are just awful for mm-hmm. for no good reason and and you you can't legislate that you can't you know, you can't fold that in. You can't bake that in the terms of service. You can't, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do. People are awful people and they're going to be awful people. And, and it just, it just sucks. We had a technology is going to help. And technology is going to help it along and make it go that much quicker and be that Mm -hmm. much more damaging, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to the person that you're inflicting it on. And it sucks because, you know, technology, puts us in this sort of false sense of, of, of anonymity and, and, and false belief that, oh, it's not that, that bad because you're not mm-hmm. right there in front of that person. You're not touching that person. You're not, you know, right. physically interacting right. with that person face to face. So you tend to think mm-hmm. that, you know, what, what's the harm kind of deal. And, mm-hmm. and, and people's lives are being completely ruined and upended by this kind of thing. And I just wish that, you know, people had a better, now, I wouldn't even say better understanding because you know, I just wish people cared more about yeah, right. the idea that this kind of thing can actually ruin people. Like, mm-hmm. the people have died because of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I started my business, my business, till death you tweet, because students, kids were dying because of this kind of thing, you know, and, and, and because it is techie and and again because it's it's over the internet and 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 you seem far away from it and far removed from it you don't think that it really has an effect on people but but it it, it has very real consequences and i and i just i don't i don't know what i can do to help to get people to understand that but i'm gonna continue to fight the good fight that's all i can say as my mama would say just stop it 
Just, just stop it. <laughs> so I'll, I'll end with this. So because we, we did have in our live streams, or sorry, I actually said it's not just women. You know, adversely affects children as well. Absolutely. Uh, I want to make a dis- you know a, either a distinction without a difference. When it's children, that's child pornography. I hope they catch you and put you under the prison. You know, when, when you're doing that, I think what we need to do is actually get some laws or some rules or some regulations or something that you cannot do this to grown folks either. But yeah, but when it, when it's we we got plenty of laws for you know for child pornography. Let let's enforce them. If anyone is doing this uh, to children, go after them with fervor and vigilance and get them and you know and, and and convict them of the crimes that they you know have perpetrated. So I'll, I'll just say that there. So y'all, let's lighten this up a little bit because that that was <laughs> maybe should have did that story. What a way to end the show. <laughs> we well, you know what? We 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 gonna end it. We 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 gonna end it, but we gonna end it on a, on a good note because you know what? We have for two weeks in a row. We got a we got a spotlight. So Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and tell us about Jesse Russell? Jesse Russell is a black inventor and IT entrepreneur. He was born. On uh, April 26, 1948, in Nashville, Tennessee, um, (laughs) into a large African-American family with eight brothers and two sisters. He is the son of Charles Albert Russell and Mary Louise Russell. His early childhood was spent in economically and socially deprived neighborhoods in the inner city of Nashville. And as a teenager, he focused on academics and not I mean, on athletics and not academics. A key turning point in Russell's life was the opportunity to attend a summer educational program at Fisk University. Shout out to Fisk. Russell participated in this educational opportunity and began his academic and intellectual pursuits at Tennessee State University, TSU. In 1972, he received his Bachelor of Science degree in electrical engineering. What, what? As a top honor student in the School of Engineering, Russell became the first African-American to be hired directly from a historically black college and university by AT&T Bell Labs. That's crazy. Let's just just pause for a hot second and say in 1972, nobody that worked at AT&T Bell Labs had had come out of an HBCU. This man was the first person to graduate from an HBCU and be hired by AT&T Bell Labs in 19... 19- That's crazy. Okay, so moving on. Um, Bell Labs. Subsequently, he became the first African-American in the United States to be selected as the Ada Kappa Nu Outstanding Young Electrical Engineer of the Year in 1980. In 1973, Russell obtained his Master of Electrical Engineering from Stanford University. Russell has helped shape the wireless communications industry direction through his leadership and perspectives on standards, technologies, and new wireless service concepts. His innovations in wireless communication systems, architectures, and technology related to the radio access networks and user devices and user devices and in building wireless communication systems have fundamentally changed the wireless communication industry. Known for his patented invention of the digital cellular base station, Russell continues to innovate in the emerging next generation broadband wireless communication technologies, products, networks, and services, as well as mobile cloud computing, which are shaping the forefront of the 4G communication industry. He holds patents and pioneered the field of digital digital cellular communication in the 1980s 
through high power linear amplification and low bit rate voice encoding technologies. He received a patent in 1992 for his digital cellular base station design work. Although no one invented the cell phone, he was one of the key people to invent and iterate on the modern cell phone. Russell is currently chairman and CEO of Inc. Networks Incorporated, a New Jersey-based broadband wireless communications company focused on 4G broadband wireless communications technologies, networks, and services. This this uh, particular bio is probably a little bit old, so I'm sure he's into 5G at this point. Um, he has over 100 patents granted and 30 years of experience in research and development in pioneering technologies, such as the invention of the first digital cellular base station and fiber optic microcell utilizing high power linear amplifier technology and digital modulization, modul- modulation technologies. Um, so basically this guy has been called one of the fathers of um, cellular technology, father of the cell phone um, and, and that kind of thing for his his pioneering work um, in mobile technology and uh, wireless so, digital. So what you're telling me is that what allows me to talk to y'all mm-hmm. through the through the magic of, of the you know, of, of the air from from a device that looks like this was because of a bruh because of a brother named Jesse Russell from Nashville so, Tennessee so so here's the thing and we, we talk about this a lot of times when we talk about uh you know the folks who were spotlighting because we you know we're generally talking about newer technologies usually with you know with our uh you know with our spotlights this bruh is ba- is basically old enough to be our parent um you said he he was the first one out of HBCU to go to Bell Labs in nineteen seventy two. I got stuff from nineteen seventy two, like fingers and toes and eyes and stuff that I still use today. That's not that long ago. Mm-mm. That's not that long ago. That that is fifty to fifty one years ago when he when he got his start. That seems like that's a long time. That is not a long time ago. When you say he is the first one at a company that size. That hadn't hired somebody from an HBCU before nineteen before fifty years ago. AT and T Bell Labs had not hired somebody from an HBCU. That I, that just it's very yeah it's very hard to wrap my mind around because it's just like what? But that's this is America. I mean it it kind of you know it just it never ceases to amaze me how um poorly this country uh represents its its citizenship yeah it's crazy um um, i I was doing some quick research while you were looking i think i went to school with this dude's kid or grandkid or nephew wow i was trying to do some some research you know some some russells i was trying to go back in my brain (laughs) i remember somebody like i said i don't want to misrepresent anybody but Man, I remember having conversations with classmates and somebody brought up Jesse Russell and somebody being a relative. I don't know if that was a son. Wow. I'm 45. You know what? If it uh, he's only born in 48, so he's what? Seven he's gonna be C seventy four, gonna be seventy five this year. I'm gonna guess it was a child because grandchildren would probably be pretty young. Uh, you know, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably was like his kid or his nephew. I'm going to have to go back, man. I'm trying to, in my mind, trying to go back, you know. Uh, But anyway, shout out to TSU. No no doubt. (laughs) Shout out to TSU for being the first HBC. Aren't they the first HBC to get a Grammy? 
the first HBCU band to win a Grammy Best Gospel Artist. I, I heard about that too. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends uh, graduated from TSU as well, and mm-hmm. she sent me uh, a link to a story about it. So shout out to TSU doing big things. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. All right, y'all. Well, this week was uh, you know uncompared to last week because last week we went real long. But this is night. Nice, this is nice and tight sixty on this one. That's it. Nice, nice and tight, even, even with the spotlight. Nice and tight, sixty. So, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and tell folks how they can get at you? You can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph, and I promise StephanieHumphrey.com is coming very soon. I, I had to take a little break and a hiatus, but uh, we are going to get that back moving. And I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what sort of event. Um, I'm going to have uh, to sort of launch that. So stay tuned for those details as well. All right. And you can find me all over the Internet at Brother Tech. That's B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And before I tell you who I am, I want to tell you all about Brian Douglas, because we had a new patron this week. And I was sweating because it's been a minute. We have, we have had this like the first patron we've had in the month of February. So I told you we got to be more spicy on the uh, internet. We got to start talking uh, right. about people. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. So start fighting. Uh, Brian spicy Douglas, uh, <laughs> thank you. You know, you get your flowers today for holding us down. Thank you for becoming our first patron in the month of February. So we get, you know, so want to give you, in fact, we should let everybody know that if you want to become a patron of the Tech John, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John. That is the Tech J A W N. We've got multiple tiers over there. Any one of those tiers gets you access to our live show and after party, which we're about to go into right now. So anything you do over there that helps us, you know, to support the show and bring the tech that you guys like to listen to each week. So once again, head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech john and once again we give a big shout out and flowers to brian douglas for becoming our latest patron we appreciate y'all and with that i am rob dunwood you can find me on all the things at rob dunwood and we are also on all the things at the tech john so come and hang out with us online let us know what's going on holler at us until we meet again in a week's time Peace. peace 